Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Unmasking COVID, our podcast aimed at sharing personal stories and connecting with our communities during this pandemic. This episode, we are joined by Ty Lai, Daniel, and Ashwin. To start off, would you like to quickly introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Ty Lai. I just finished my first year of computer science and business administration at the University of Waterloo. And for the past couple months of um, the COVID-19 pandemic, I've become an amateur runner. Hi, uh, my name is Ashwin. I just finished first year of MedSci at Western University. I guess during quarantine, I've been uh, doing a global health fellowship with Femeric as well as volunteering with Seniors for Skills. So that's been something that's been keeping me busy. Oh, and uh, summer school as well. Hey, I'm Daniel and for the past few months, in COVID, I've been I've been working at a small startup, doing some intern work, doing some front end. Um, in terms of university, I also go to the University of Waterloo for CSBBA, and COVID has just kept me pretty much stuck at home. Yeah, it's great to have you all today. Um, so I guess, like all of you have kind of touched about, uh, how have you been keeping busy during this pandemic? But I guess also if you want to kind of elaborate on that and just like how your life has changed since the onset of this pandemic. I think definitely like uh, the first thing, obviously, with everyone is having to stay home a lot and definitely interacting with my family a lot more than I did in university, especially since I lived on campus. So I didn't, I guess, wasn't as used to staying with them for such long periods as I used to just because of that first year at university. And definitely having a lot more video calls and less face-to-face interactions, of course, due to COVID and having to stay at home. But it's definitely got me a lot more used, I guess, to uh, having video calls and also, I guess, just using technology more as well. Yeah, I think on my part, the biggest thing was adjusting to working from home. Um, I'm currently on an internship this summer um, where it is a tech-based job, but not having, like, you know, stand-up meetings and not having uh, to interact with my coworkers and my managers, I guess, has been, like, a really big change because um, it's something you take for granted. Um, like the daily social interactions. And I guess removing that from the equation just makes you feel a little bit more lonely at home. I think something else interesting is just how much more you appreciate those moments where you do go out. I think Tyler mentioned it earlier. He started running a lot more during COVID. And that's something that I found to be really helpful for me too, just finding moments where I can go out, whether it's running on my own, um, running with my brother. I've tried to pull him out, although it's not been the most successful um yeah it's finding those moments where you can go out and see the sun see open air and you just get excited about the day where covid kind of starts calming down a lot of you did mention um like an important change that's come over here is like like staying at home um and like mainly kind of like using technology as uh, as a means of like interaction interacting with other people um so i guess i was just wondering like how different do you find that interaction to be compared to like the face-to-face interactions you probably had uh, earlier um, that's actually that's really funny because um with 
we, we do like a lot of Zoom calls, or video calls in general over conference. And you realize that, um, you, like, especially without video sometimes, like you, you're missing out on uh, different social cues that you might have in a conversation. Um, like when someone like sort of like perks up at uh, a conversation point that you're starting and like, you know, it's their time to speak. But with all of like the tech difficulties and stuff going around and everyone like struggling to get their, their conferencing going properly, um, it sort of makes for a very like awkward and staggered conversation, I feel like. Um, and that's even one thing I've noticed where um, you're, you're trying to like, you know, maintain the same kind of um, like bonding over the internet. Um, but everyone's sort of like, you know, trying to, trying to, trying their best to do it, but the technology is just sort of holding them back in the process. Yeah, a lot of the conversations definitely I felt like have been a lot more like people kind of talking over each other sometimes just because of mis miscommunication. It's hard to tell like, oh, when someone stopped talking or if there's just like a pause. And it definitely feels a lot less intimate in terms of the conversation just because of how the distance definitely makes it feel, I guess, a lot less impersonal or a lot more impersonal. And that even if you were doing video calls, it doesn't feel, I guess, like this. It's definitely not a substitute for face-to-face -face interactions and it's something that I think a lot of people are getting more used to is seeing people through a computer screen rather than actually being able to see them in person because a lot of people's jobs are very reliant on face-to-face -face interactions and meeting, pe meeting people frequently so having to convert a lot of that to like things like zoom calls and phone calls is definitely like a big shift for people like I know especially my mom definitely uh, works a lot with people so having to shift mainly to zoom calls was like a big change for her and she had to get used to that and I think definitely, uh, if I were to say a positive about it, it definitely, um, I think, helps with uh, convenience because having to meet people in person is a lot more uh, time consuming in terms of you might have to go to a certain place or you might have to try to plan like a time to meet. But having a Zoom call is definitely a lot easier because you're already ha at home and it's something that you can schedule without having like a lot of, I guess, uh, resistance with. Yeah, I noticed alongside having more Zoom calls where you just talk, um, I've noticed that there are a lot more kind of meetups where you just do things online with people. I don't know if you guys have played like Scribble.io with your friends, played Avalon, tried playing oh, other yeah. games. Yeah, like some of my friends have just been playing poker every other day with their friends just, just to catch up. And I noticed that just finding activities that you can do while also talking has been really helpful. Is eight, is eight ball pool still a thing? Are people still playing that? Eight ball pool, like on Facebook? Like no, it's like mini game. clip. Oh, on mini clip. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a mini clip extension for Facebook. Um, yeah, like either that or like the iMessage version. Um, <laughs> I still see that quite a bit. Nice. I feel like that was a thing before COVID too, though. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, but, yeah, um, definitely. Going off of what Dan was saying about Avalon, I feel like. Um, like these social board games are more and more popular just because um, like you're, you're putting like the social interactions that you're sort of missing in real life. Like, you know, like trying to figure out what your friends are up to or like deducing like whenever they're lying or whatever. And you're putting it into like a gamified version that brings everyone closer together. Um, so like they, they just get very popular and they're like really fun games too. Highly recommend. Wait, what, what is Avalon? Avalon, it's almost like, um, have you ever played secret hitler or have you played a more common one is what's what's the name um town of salem where uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i played town of yeah, salem. yeah 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 so it's the same same concept where like um everybody's assigned a role and you sort of um 
the rules hidden to everyone else. And the entire objective of the game is to figure out who are the who are the evil people, who are the good people. And um, you sort of do that by just uh, okay. having conversations. Yeah. Cool. So definitely a lot of these changes have occurred during the pandemic and you've had to like shift your way of how you're communicating with other people and how you make time in your schedule or how your schedule has changed overall. Now, just in general, what are some things that you've done to cope with all these changes? Um, I think I'm going to go right off of what Dan was saying at the very beginning. Um, I feel like this is a common thing amongst people. Um, it's just like working out and exercising more, whether that's through like running, doing yoga, uh, like a, a popular things like doing the workout challenges, uh, like with those Instagram personalities like Chloe Ting. Um, like the... I feel like having some sort of routine that reminds you of like either daily life at school or at work, I guess, for um, older people is, is really nice um, because it gives you a sense of fulfillment as like you're progressing. And also like it, it's a change of environment, right? Like you get to, you get to leave your, the confines of your bedroom or your office and sort of just move around and de-stress. Um, so quarantine is like a time to pick up new hobbies um, and I feel like it's like one of the easiest things to do and one of the most beneficial ones for your health, I guess. Um, so I, I definitely support, you know, working out more, uh, during this time. Yeah. The, the Chloe T- uh, Ting thing really just spoke to me because I, I actually just finished that challenge myself. So I felt like that when you mentioned that, that really like, uh, <laughs> got to me for a second and definitely something else that I've been doing is I've been kind of dabbling in poetry a little bit more recently just because of like something to do and like to be a little bit more creative and I feel like that's something that I really enjoyed doing is actually like producing something like that and being able to do like a little bit of that and definitely I think I've been taking more time I guess in terms of like my own mental health to uh, try to do like a gratitude journal even though that's something I've been slacking on a little bit is just uh, trying to just uh, some things that I'm grateful for in the day or just uh, things that I'm proud of especially has uh, definitely done well for my mental health and I feel like that's something that we should especially take care of uh, as well as physical exercise while we're in quarantine because I guess that's one of the few things we can't take care of during these times. Mm-hmm. Wait what is the Chloe Ting challenge? I've heard of it but I've, I haven't actually oh, run into it. Oh she's done like multiple but the one I did was like it was like almost like a month and it was like uh like it was, it was like she does it yearly it's like the summer shred challenge. Oh, is she just like an influencer, like someone at those yeah. magazines, or? Uh, I I think like on Instagram and stuff. Like I found out oh, yeah, yeah. about it from a friend, and then yeah. Cool. So, to Tylai, we've heard that running is something you've been really passionate about and doing a lot since COVID started. So what role has exercise played in your life during this pandemic? Oh, man. Yeah, um, so in, in high school, I, I ran track and um, I was, um, it's pretty good. I was a long jumper and I, I sprinted uh, four by four, four by one and like the other sprints. Um, but um, I got injured in my, in my senior year of high school. I, um, I got a pressure tear on my meniscus, sorry. So I wasn't able to run. Uh, in my last year of high school, and I sort of just fell off for me. Um, once I got to university, I didn't really have time. And um, the weather in Waterloo is not that great, like outside of the fall. Um, so like I just didn't really feel motivated to do do anything about it. Um, but eventually, like 
Uh, after I got home, I went to go check out um, with my doctor and my chiropractor, and they said that, hey, like, you probably did not have to wear a brace. Um, so I decided to, like, finally get back into it and, like, sort of see, like, the sport that I loved, like, so much when I was a kid. Um, not really when I was a kid, but, like, through high school. Um, and being able to, like, sort of get that back, and there's, like, a sense of feeling that comes with it, um, sense, sense of freedom, sorry, that comes with it, um, that really made me happy. And I think I see it as my escape now, um, just from like, you know, the nine to five work grind from the summer courses from all of that. Um, and being, being able to, I'm on this app called Strava. Um, it's a social running app pretty much, um, where you get to sort of like team up with your friends, run around with them, see how everyone's progressing and being able to, uh, share that moment with, with my peers is like really awesome. So definitely it has like a special place in my heart right now. Oh, that's really cool that you were able to pick something up again that you really used to love. I think that's really neat. So for the other guys, how has exercise played a role in your life since the pandemic started? Yeah, I'm really just got degraded to other guys. But yeah, okay. So uh, definitely for me, I guess the, the collecting challenge again that keeps getting brought up, that's something that I think really helped because definitely in university, I didn't really, aside, I was in Taekwondo for a bit too, but definitely when uh, academics got busier, I was, I tended more to just uh, not really go to classes and focus more on studying. So that's kind of elements where uh, I didn't really, or just mostly overlook my own physical health. And I think that's something that especially uh, really impacted me at the end of the year. And that's something I wanted to improve on during quarantine. So I think that's something that definitely helped with, and not only just with your own physical health, but definitely exercise always helps with uh, your mental health as well. And I think that's something that I was really uh, passionate about, especially, and just because of, I guess I just wanted to be healthier, especially because of how during, well, at least my time at Western a lot, my, I felt like my sweet tooth was getting a little out of control. So I was definitely eating a lot more sweets than I usually would. And I feel like definitely the exercise really helped in, I guess, curbing my sweet tooth a bit as well. I think something interesting is that with COVID, I've been trying to fix my sleep schedule. And along with that, I've been trying to go out and exercise a lot more, especially since um, just how hot is it, it is right now. I've been trying to go on runs more in the morning or just before going to bed. And that keeps me, keeps me trying to find like a more balanced schedule. Like if I'm running before going to bed or running late in the day, it'll get me tired and ready to go to bed and then get up and actually do work in the morning, do things in the morning. So I've been trying to lead more of a healthy style, not just in terms of like trying to exercise and trying to go out running, but also sleeping better, eating better and things like that. Just because we're stuck at home all day and I feel like it's something that's kind of on our mind. We're reminded of how we should be trying to take care of ourselves post from, as Ashwin was saying, from a mental health standpoint, from a from a physical health standpoint, and just all around trying to better ourselves so that when we come out of the quarantine, we're less potatoes and more people that are ready to take on the post-quarantine world. Oh, wow. That was, that was well said, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, felt, I felt the potato thing. <laughs> yeah. That was like me at the end of uh, first semester or like Appreciate. first year. I think um, especially since... Um, I, we were all sent home from school after like a bit after our midterms and like finals were right about to come upon us. Um, I think it was like at a stage where I think a lot of people were feeling really burnt out. Um, 
they worked hard for like three months and all of a sudden like they were told hey like you like there's a big change coming now we gotta go back home um so coming back i think like that lazy spell hit me very quickly of like oh like i gotta sleep for a couple of days properly at least and the days turned into the weeks and like the the bad eating habits sort of followed yeah um, so then, like finally snapping out of it was definitely huge i think it's awesome that you all have found some ways to try to stay healthy during these times and you seemed to have touched on a lot of great points like ash when you were talking about taking care of your mental health as well which is really important too because like what are you without your personality and um, taking care of your brain and also things like getting enough sleep because I mean we're all teenagers and regular sleeping schedules is not something that we're always thinking about but it's something to keep in mind when our days don't have as much structure to them and stuff like that. So a question for all of you then would be, you're all trying to maintain a sort of healthy lifestyle, but have you come across any sort of challenges in doing this? Oh yeah, definitely like all the time. My my family definitely buys, at least like my brother especially buys like a lot of sweets. So we still have like, so we still have like, I know like Nutella in the pantry or like we have ice cream right now in the freezer. And I definitely have like an ice cream cone uh, yesterday because I, to be fair, it was mostly also celebrating the end of finishing the challenge because I just did that yesterday. But at the same time, it's definitely been harder to say like, oh, I want to take care of my uh, physical health. I want to eat more, I guess, just healthier and more nutritious foods. But then the pantry definitely has a significant amount of like cookies and like ice cream and things like that. So it's really easy just like grab a snack from like that if you're like hungry in the middle of the day. So it's definitely, I think, also like more of a psychological aspect as well. It's like you have to I guess get yourself to like instead of uh, if you wanted something sweet maybe reaching for like fruit instead is like a way of like establishing that habit like ahead of ahead of time because at least for me like my family definitely still buys a lot of sweets and so it's kind of like managing that in spite of there being a fairly high supply of it so it's just kind of establishing that habit I guess early on to pick like uh, healthy alternatives instead. Yeah, I think um, adding on to that, just like the environment at home is not exactly ideal for staying fit, like for um, for everyone that's doing like summer courses for everyone who's like working, um, like your your office is now like a couple steps away from your bed, uh, which is also a couple steps away from your fridge. So one, like your entire like baseline for living, like in terms of food, water, shelter is like all within like a little, like a couple square feet. Um you're not exactly like motivated to like move around much or like, you know, keep your, like even your eyesight, your hearing in check. Um, it's really easy to just stay focused on your desk, which I'm like kind of guilty of sometimes. Um, so like, that's definitely been hard, like trying to find a healthy balance between um, like defining when to work, when to rest, when to watch YouTube or Netflix or something. Um, and I feel like one needs to like, you know, make sure they have like their schedule in mind to keep themselves healthy. Yeah, I think part of it also is the fact that since we're stuck at home and we can't hang out with our friends, something something that actually keeps you somewhat healthy is just going out with your friends, whether that's like doing a physical activity, even if you're not doing physical activities, like just going out, going out under the sun and hanging out and I don't know, walking around downtown or or going out to different places. It, 
it keeps you kind of on your feet. Whereas when you're stuck at home, hanging out with your friends is I take two steps off of my bed and open up a Zoom call, literally in my pajamas with some friends. So just not being able to even go out and hang out with them in person kind of just lets you sit around at home and return to that couch potato state. Yeah. I mean, the pajama calls are always nice, though. But yeah, you got to mix it up, too. <laughs> and like get some outside time as well. Yeah. Um, since you guys mentioned being outside is very important for not only your mental health, but staying active, what precautions are you taking to make sure that you're staying safe as well as protecting other people that might be enjoying outside as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I currently live in uh, Bell River, Ontario. Um, so for reference, that's about um, two hours southwest of London, um, right near the, like, the very bottom of Ontario. Um, so it's like pretty rural environment. Um, so honestly, in my neighborhood, there's like not people outside at all. So I don't really need to worry about walking on the street or running. But whenever you like say I go grocery shopping, or whenever I go into town to like pick something up, um, obviously the masks are like, absolutely essential um it's not just about um like preventing yourself from inhaling things but it's for showing that like you know you have a decent amount of respect for the people around you and that you care about them and not getting them sick um so that's something, something i've done i tried running with a mask at first honestly but then i realized that it was probably like more counterintuitive than uh, useful uh just because like there was no one else around and i was kind of just choking myself in my own sweat um kind of felt like waterboarding but in reverse <laughs> um but like, yeah, um, I think one of the least responsible things that someone can do right now is um, like engaging in like a, a, in, a, in a sport that's like not easy to distance in. Like take, uh, I don't know, my friends and I suggest we're going to play basketball um, and uh, like the local court. Um, and there were people there that like, you know, they weren't they weren't mindful of like the families that were around just sitting on the grass. Um, they weren't wearing shirts to like their sweat was just dripping all over on the different surfaces. Um, and like, you know, you gotta be mindful of those kind of things right now. Um, especially since there are people that are at risk around you, even if you are healthy yourself and you claim that, Oh, I'm going to be fine. If I get the virus, I'm not worried at all. Um, it's, it's, it's more important than ever to like, keep in mind that there are people that are less fortunate than you. Yeah. It's interesting. My neighborhood, I, I've noticed that there are actually a lot of people out, honestly, more people out walking around than before COVID. Honestly, people are trying to find those opportunities to go out. So trying to take care of myself is involved in like going out to areas where there aren't so many people trying to go out, you know, going to like forests where there aren't people and going on trails and things like that. And just trying to mind my distance around other people. Um, even just the street outside, like street outside my neighborhood, there are a ton of people who I've considered running along like Main Street. I don't know if you guys know the area around me. Actually, I don't know if any of you guys are from my area, but there's a street near me that's, that has a lot of restaurants that some of them have actually tried like opening up for. I know there's a bubble tea place that lets people come by and get bubble tea. I've just totally avoided that area. Bubble tea, yeah. There's this, um, I don't know if, what's it called? But there's a bubble tea store that's opened back up. And I've just tried completely avoiding that area because I know it's a terrible idea just to uh, get myself in in that like huge mob of people where you don't know if any of 
anyone else has the virus and it's just about trying to keep yourself safe around other people yeah and what daniel said is especially true for me because i feel that a lot of places are at, at least my neighborhood especially has also been uh very highly active in terms of like if I go to walk my dog, let's say around like five or six or like even like seven, there's like many, many people just walking around and just like just hanging out in like the park nearby or like in the school. And just the amount of people that are walking around, definitely much higher than like Daniel saying, like then before COVID, like if I walk my dog before all of this, I think I might run into like a few people, maybe max, but then now it's like multiple, like numerous people. And that definitely does get me nervous. Like when I'm going to walk, especially because I have to be mindful of the, just the sheer amount of people walking. So I might want to like walk my dog like sooner to like avoid the like initial crowd that happens like later in the day. So that's something that I've been like planning around. Yeah. And I know that, um, like you're mentioning, Ashra, like a lot more people do seem to be on the road right now, like enjoying nature. So it, it does feel like a lot more people are taking the time to enjoy nature right now, uh, like because of COVID, because of like having to stay indoors. I, um, do you think that people find it more valuable or like have a greater appreciation towards nature and the outside world in general? I they. They might, but at the same time, I feel like they're gaining this appreciation at the wrong cost because there's a lot of people that are just coming out now. And especially, actually, a surprisingly amount of the people that I've seen walking around are uh, that might be more of like the vulnerable population. Like I've seen a lot of like kids and like very young people walking around and a lot of more senior citizens as well. And I feel like that's definitely something that really concerned me is that uh, people are fine with these individuals just walking around and then everyone's just basically from all age groups is just kind of walking around. And it's definitely good that we have a greater appreciation from nature, but at the same time, we shouldn't express that appreciation by just everyone walking around in large amounts and just, that's just yeah. way too much of a health hazard. Yeah, it's definitely important to strike a balance of like being able to still maintain like so social distancing, um, like while you still do these things to uh, kind of like take care of your mental health. So I guess um, something else I was wondering just for all of you is what are some other things that you did or that you would suggest to our audience to take care of your mental health during such difficult times? I think there are numerous, like, I know there's a lot of, like, helpful helplines as well that have been expanding towards, like, I know, for example, like, it's help phone as well has been expanding to take on more callers in this time because especially, like, as naturally as they would expect, they've been receiving a higher volume of calls with everyone being isolated. And I know that a lot of, like, helplines too have been expanding in order to just accommodate the sheer amount of people that will now be calling, having to be quarantined and staying at home. So that's something that can be addressed if, if you feel that like uh, your mental well-being is taking that dark of a turn or if things are that unmanageable for you, it's definitely no shame in uh, seeking intervention in terms of helplines as well. That's something that's definitely like their job to do and their job to speak and hear you out. And there are definitely other counseling that you can also uh, look, look through online. I'm not entirely sure about examples myself, but I know there are, at least at Western, there's some mental health counseling as well that you can reach out to that are expanding online. And there's stuff that you can do, but I'm not entirely sure about just like general population. 
Yeah, for sure. And I guess expanding on that too, um, like since your mental health right now is like more essential than ever, um, I think it's it's important to like maintain that connection with your friends, that support system that you would have at school or at work, um, and ju- just keeping in touch and like keeping that same vulnerability and um, conversation going um, with your classmates and with your peers. Um, because you can, I feel like you could still get like somewhat of the same effect just talking to them. Everyone's going through the same issue right now, the same struggle of like, you know, being in like this unknown environment in these like weird times. Um, and I feel like just talking about that and like really expressing how you feel about it. And like, you know, if you're overwhelmed or if you're, um, you know, stressed or feeling pain, um, it's important so that the people around you can understand that too. Because I think right now, um, this is bringing us like a bit closer together, even though it's keeping us apart. Uh, us feeling the same, going through the same experience is like a key defining moment for most of our lives. Like this is probably the most impactful thing that's ever happened to our planet um, in the time, in our generation at least. Um, and like probably the craziest year in our lives as well um, with everything else going on. Um, and just like having all of those things that we are experiencing together um, is like, it just it's it's more the reason for us to like keep talking to each other and make sure that like we're not going through this alone. Yeah, I think another aspect of just how crazy our current lives are is trying to find um, a way to try to try to kind of cool down and go back to your everyday life. And something we've been talking about a lot over the course of this conversation was running. But even beyond that, just trying to catch up on whatever hobbies you can. Um, some of my friends and I, we used to do a lot of music together, like we were in a band in high school. And something we're trying to do is we're, we're actually trying to record each of ourselves, like playing instruments or doing whatever sections and trying to edit that together. Although we haven't gotten anything together yet, it's it's something to kind of look forward to and trying to bring back a little bit of normalcy back into our lives, whatever hobbies you can. And I think that really helps with your mental health because it it keeps you kind of steady. It keeps you on your feet and keeps you kind of appreciating every day instead of, of trying to think of instead of trying to think of what you can't do during COVID, it's kind of what can we still do, I guess. Oh, what kind of music do you do? Is it like original or do you do like covers or something? Oh, uh, we do covers. Back in high school, like our band was kind of wax. So one of us played saxophone. We had like a pianist. I, I played trombone, but now I think we're having me sing instead. So it, it's all like, we, we just kind of had fun with it. And back in the day, we didn't do a lot of planning like separately. We would kind of just show up at someone's house and we'd just have a jam session and we'd figure out what we wanted to do if we were performing somewhere. But now it's kind of more planning, more more thinking like meticulously about what we want to do but it's, it's still fun it's it's a lot of fun i mean yeah that's what matters the most honestly yeah. is just having those jam sessions mm-hmm. i'm going off the music thing um i think um again i think uh the pandemic definitely made me appreciate art and culture more more and more because i realized that um when you when you're looking for someone to turn to it's always like some form of art um that like gets you away from the world and like lets you appreciate humanity even more um so whether that's like music or um visual art um right right now uh, i was listening to uh, um j cole's latest single 
Uh, it was about it was about the entire Black Lives Matter movement and what he had to say about it. And I realized that like a lot of artists right now are taking taking this time uh, when they're like unable to like be doing like the publicity stuff or any like news conferences and they're they're just at home in their studio or something like that. It, it brings out like a lot of creativity um, since there's like so much emotion going around um, and there's the opportunity to sit around and just like be with your own thoughts. Um, it's providing for like some of the best work there is and um, a lot of powerful a lot of powerful messages um, as like you know I'm a hip hop fan and. You know, a lot of the time hip hop's associated with like, you know, just party songs or like something high energy that you can listen to like during a workout. But um, I mean, I hate using the term woke, but right now the, the music and the art that's coming out of the world is like, it has a more emotional message connected to it, whether it's through the suffering that people are going through or through like some overarching social message that they're trying to spread. Um, there, there's more of that than ever before. And it's like from feelings like what Dan was describing with um, the, the, the feeling of need to like sit down and just like breathe that hurt, um, which is like really cool. Great, so I think we can all agree that we've learned a lot from being in this pandemic, a lot about ourselves, how to maintain a healthy lifestyle, and what do you think, or how do you think this pandemic has really changed your approach to overall maintaining this healthy lifestyle, both physically and mentally? I think oh. that, that's a tough one. I'm mean, going to last one go first, actually. <laughs> okay. I think definitely, like I was all saying before about how uh, in academics, how with it being such like a high focus, I definitely put that above others, especially in more stressful situations where it was like exam season. I definitely uh, admit to putting that over my own physical or sometimes even my own mental health as well. So that's something that's really easy to slip into. And I think definitely during this quarantine, while it definitely is a shame that a lot of opportunities were cut uh, closed to a lot of people due to what's going on. But I feel like especially we can definitely make the most of it by using this as a reason to focus even more on our physical and mental health. I know definitely when uh, something that I was really excited for about Western was like the iGym team and that when it being kind of pushed off to later in the year or maybe having to wait possibly even like the next uh, coming spring was definitely like a big bummer for me. But I think that uh, knowing that there's stuff to do later and things being pushed off gave me the time now to focus on my own physical and mental health. So I think that uh, the, having quarantine definitely put me in terms of more focused in actually uh, caring for my own physical and mental health because during these times where we definitely have a lot more free time on our hands, it's something that's definitely really essential to tackle with all this free time. So I think that it especially helped me to uh, bring a bigger importance into that and not let it be sidetracked by other work that I had to do if it was like school or extracurriculars. I think something else that kind of shifted in my approach was just a sense of appreciation for things that we kind of took for granted before. I know Ashwin mentioned earlier that he was trying to do like a sort of gratitude journal. And I feel like I have a huge amount of respect for being able to be transparent with yourself about the things that you appreciate, the things that make you happy. And I think understanding what you appreciate, being able to, to like put gratitude into things that you, you sort of just expected to happen 
normally just took for granted, being able to appreciate like the smaller things in life is something that makes me feel a lot better mentally. And in terms of physicality, it also pushes me to do do more things because it helps keep me stable, like going out for runs and trying to be healthy because these are the things that we kind of said, oh, you could do it whenever, but now we have to be careful about it. We have to uh, be mindful of the people around us and being able to appreciate the times where we can do things keeps me leading a much healthier lifestyle in that sense. Um, there's a there's a meme page on Facebook called Zoom Memes for Self Quarantines. Like oh a, yeah, I think I'm a part of that. Um, but um, there there was like a really sad little picture that was posted. It was like, oh, I wish I hugged the, um, I wish I kissed the homies goodnight before we left. <laughs> and, and I think, yeah, the biggest thing about this pandemic is like a bigger appreciation for my friends and like that, like missing the social interaction and like being able to hang out so easily. Um, on campus where like you know in the workplace is like a really integral part of like being happy and like you know feeling fulfilled and uh, not having that just makes me appreciate those things a lot more so I think when the next time when the next time comes around and we're back um, and you're able to go for dinner or um, just like playing cards or something like it'll definitely be something that you can appreciate a lot more (laughs) yeah definitely like having those moments like you were saying about how like being able to after such a long time of quarantine being able to actually uh, hang out in person will definitely be a lot more meaningful and I think this will definitely be a turning point for people to be a lot more grateful for the physical interactions that they can have because it definitely shows like how easily can be taken away and how like easily it is for people to have to just stay home and isolate from each other so that's yeah. something too that like i'm really i guess just look hopeful for towards and like looking forward towards and uh, kissing the homies good night too is always a positive <laughs> yeah it's the it's the funnier way to put it <laughs> yeah and i definitely like uh, what you mentioned it definitely does give like the whole quarantine and just the pandemic in general does give you a different perspective on things in life. Like me, guys, to talk about um, whether it's just like exercise, uh, like prioritizing your health over other aspects of life, and also just like um, the appreciation for like the art and culture industry. Like especially now with a lot of museums and things like that being free, you definitely do get explored that a lot more. So yeah, while the circumstances might not be ideal. Um, yeah, it definitely does give you an appreciation for the normalcy that we did have and um, just give you an appreciation for just like taking care of yourself more, I guess. Yeah, and like uh, the the museum thing you mentioned before, I actually did like a museum, like one of those virtual museum tours like myself like a little while back because I guess I just like had the free time and I was like, you know, I've never actually like done one of these before or like I've been to museums but like none of like the virtual tours or like none of like those like art museums so I was like you know it's better time than other uh, better time than any just to just to explore and just try it out um there's like actually a couple really cool resources online um I know the Smithsonian's doing this but they're doing like virtual tours and stuff um that are related to like their actual exhibits um and since like we're not able to do that right now, that's always like, I mean, it's nowhere close to like being able to like walk through and like stare in amazement at all the cool things. Um, but I feel like that's something cool you can check out. 
Okay, so it's been great hearing how you guys have been adapting to the situation and how you've been able to maintain a pretty healthy lifestyle, and it's quite inspiring. So before we end, we're going to play a quick game called Rapid Fire. So basically, we're going to ask a series of questions in the form of this or that, and your answer is going to be one of those options. For example, pizza or pasta. And so the purpose of this game is to blurt out the first answer that comes to mind. So don't take too long to think. Does everyone understand? Yep. Absolutely. Good. Okay, so would you guys all like to turn on your mics? Oh, boy. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no time. Yeah, no time. Just like the first answer that comes to mind. Okay, first. we're going to start. Tea or coffee? Tea. Coffee. Tea. Ooh, a disagreement. Ooh. Okay. Bro, I don't know. I don't like coffee. It's too bitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think it's, I, I grew up drinking tea, right? Um, in my Chinese household, there's like a lot of yeah. a lot of differences. Um, but like recently, the morning in the morning, like putting the the coffee in the thing and like having that aroma fill the fill my room is like really good. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't trade that. Yeah. I've had phases of both. At one point, I was drinking coffee every single day. And then at another point, I was drinking tea every single day, and I'm definitely on a tea phase right now. So I see, I see. <laughs> okay, coffee does so, smell nice, but yeah, tea. Yeah. Does, do think tea tastes? Coffee gets me like excited, but tea keeps me relaxed. And I feel like these days, I'd, I'd rather be more relaxed. I feel like tea has some caffeine, though. I don't know why everyone says like it. Like, I mean, okay, definitely not as much as coffee, but like at the same time, like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's just maybe just the the atmosphere of drinking yeah. tea. Just it might be like a psychological thing because it's like maybe. tea. <laughs> okay, well that's tea. Um, moving <laughs> on. Um, our second question: <laughs> texting or talking? Talking. talking? Oh, <laughs> yo, nice timing. Consensus. Wait, wait. Bro, like my thumbs hurt after like a little bit on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, can't be, you can't hold a really good conversation. Yeah. And I feel like if you're if you're in person and you're like enjoying a conversation, you can go on for a lot longer mm -hmm. than over text. Maybe yeah, I, Google, though, I have no idea. Yeah, I felt like I've had like a, like more time, I guess, to like think out a response, like if I'm texting. But at the same time, it like it. I guess it just doesn't feel as like genuine and also I feel like my fingers like the sweat on my fingers gets on my phone screen after like a lot of texting <laughs> yeah that's the one I've noticed that sometimes you have friends that you mostly text though and you also have friends that you mostly talk to yeah absolutely okay third question fiction or non-fiction fiction, fiction Ooh. Non-fiction. Okay. okay. Like, I enjoy both, but I think I would read fiction, like, yeah. more. I read. I feel like non-fiction, like, it, it depends. If we're talking about just purely books, I, I'd i probably just get bored trying to read lots of non-fiction books. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's true, too. I think, yeah. I mean, for, go, go, going back to Dan's thing, like, it's in phases for me. Uh -huh. um, like, I think all the reading I did growing up um, was fiction. Like the Percy Jackson, the Harry Potter, all of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like our generation stays. Yo, diary, diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Exactly. But no, I think as of late, um, 
there was like a period in high school where um, I noticed that the only reading I was doing um, was for like English class and like that was yeah. all fiction. So like when I was like, okay, crap, I should like probably take some time to read for myself. Um, I didn't really know where to start um, like outside of like the class stuff. And then the, all of like the recommended books were like nonfiction um, that I was looking at. So like either it was like self-help or like biographies or something like that. Yeah. Um, I sort of like got into that hole. And I think that's like sort of where I say right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of those, like, like how to like plan better or how to like, be better yeah, in like conversation <laughs> or like stuff like that yeah. like motivational weirdly like motivational advice books that's like surprisingly like a ton of them yeah okay well, that was a great discussion um next question vanilla or chocolate vanilla i think chocolate yeah. All right. oh wait wait, wait. is it like ice cream wait uh, yeah it also cream, depends then, like than vanilla like i don't like chocolate ice cream i don't know why like yeah. i like chocolate in pretty much every other aspect but it's like ice cream for me for some reason it just like it's not right than like vanilla but like wait like wh- like if we're talking about like a bar of like vanilla like let's say it was like the bar of like vanilla bar of vanilla bro <laughs> no, no no i mean like i mean like we're, we're like the case there are, there are like vanilla chocolate bars yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. Like, like a bar of like, like vanilla. Like, do you like the taste better? Like, I feel like I would rather eat like chocolate than something that tastes like vanilla. Like yeah, white chocolate's pretty good though. It depends. But what? that's not vanilla. That's not vanilla. <laughs> Wait, what is white chocolate even? Yeah. White, chocolate. <laughs> white chocolate's like milk and sugar. White chocolate is not uh, chocolate. White chocolate yeah. is cocoa butter, like... butter with sugar. Okay, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's very bad for you. Yeah, white chocolate yeah. is like actually like i swear it's like not even like 10 percent like chocolate chocolate. very little it doesn't have any cocoa in it friend it's a vehicle for sugar okay we take yeah it basically i mean that's very good but (laughs) wait so why did you guys pick vanilla then ice cream wait i like vanilla oh okay okay yeah yeah yeah. like if we're talking ice cream then i would pick vanilla i also kind of like white chocolate i I don't mind white chocolate at all (laughs) then you should you should have said chocolate while you see vanilla Wait, okay, then what else other than ice cream is there for vanilla? Like cake. pudding? I don't know. Okay, that's true. Cake. Vanilla oh, okay. cake. Vanilla cake. I don't know. Vanilla mm. cake doesn't sound that appealing as like chocolate cake. I think vanilla is really boring. Chocolate yeah. Is, chocolate is cool. Don't you yeah. put vanilla <laughs> chocolate Honestly, cake yeah. anyway? Vanilla, like, I actually felt that. Like, when I was thinking vanilla cake, I felt, I imagine like bland for some reason. I don't know. Like, vanilla doesn't seem that like, exciting. I think vanilla ice cream is the OG, but yeah, yeah. chocolate cake is so much better. I mean, I'm I'm like a fruit cake guy. Like I made mango cake with my friend for someone's Ooh. birthday one time. I was so good. I, I like I I dream of that cake, dude. I want. Yo, it was that, that good. That's good. That's good. So good. Well said. I am an ice cream cake or fruit yeah. cake kind of guy, though. Yeah. Fuse cake, though. Cheesecake, oh, cheesecake. Yeah. Cheesecake. Oh. Wait, have you guys had Uncle Tetsu's? Oh, yeah, everyone's Uncle had Tetsu's. Uncle Tetsu's. Okay, okay, good, oh, good. Uncle I was going to say Uncle Tetsu's. Tetsu's. Bro, I'm from a small town in Ontario at Uncle Tetsu's, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Apple yes. or Android? I'm Android. Android As a kid, I was I absolutely hated Apple because I all I thought of, like, when I thought of Apple, I just thought of overpriced products that's what I still that, think. Were, that are like under spec. I, I still the, think that. The only good part about Apple is 
the ecosystem. Ecos- like ecosystem. if you yeah, get yeah, into yeah, Apple, yeah. like you better have all Apple. Like you better have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mac, exactly. Like, yeah. Everything. That's how they get you though. Like they make you buy everything. Like yeah. that's yeah. only yeah. viable. I think Android's downfall is in the lack of like a consistent ecosystem though. Like that's, me, yeah, that's definitely true. That's for me, I'm on a OnePlus phone, HP laptop, Samsung watch, and like I got like a little Google Home speaker. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck am I doing with my life? Like yeah. oh, none of this stuff properly integrates. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no like like Apple definitely has like that uh device connectivity that Android yeah. doesn't have, which like is definitely like for some people it can be a deal breaker, which definitely makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like you just spend so much and it's like, no. <laughs> but I think like the, the entire point of like the Android platform, like it's inherently created to, um, to allow people to develop off of it. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. And yeah. like apples, you can't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe like the next environment's going to be like the Google, like they got the pixel phone. I mean, the Chromebooks uh, yeah. kind of suck, right? <laughs> But we'll see. Okay, I think we got a consensus there. So moving on, winter or summer? I think oh, winter. I must say, uh, that's okay, tough. My favorite, I would say winter too. I mean, my okay. favorite is spring. So I just thought, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, like if I were to say like my actual favorite, it's like that weather that's like, late spring early like fall that's definitely like peak for me but like if i have to choose between like being cold or being hot i feel like being cold is better because like being cold you can put on like gloves but like what do you do when you're hot like there's only so much you can do like in terms of heat like i'd rather be cold like sleeping when you're cold you get all snuggly when you're hot dude what do you do yeah like exactly if it's like hot and you try to sleep like there's nothing you can do nah you're screwed yeah exactly (laughs) I don't know, my favorite season is fall, like, the late yeah. summer, like, when it starts to cool down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then, like, yeah, coming into winter, um, like, my, my sister and I, we ski, so, like, um, a lot of good memories associated with that. Um, <laughs> my skiing experiences weren't that pleasant. A lot of, like, falling. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Um, but then, yeah, I guess, like, the summer, like, bro, I hate mosquitoes. I mean, yeah. I, I, like, oh, I mean, there's days like this where you just can't be outside. Um, like uh-huh. the freedom that we associate with summer, like being out of school is great, but like now, what are we doing with it? <laughs> <laughs> so many consensus with you guys. Uh-huh. Looks like we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. We're all peas in the same pod. So for our final question, we have Western or you Waterloo? Okay, I mean, like, relax. what's the. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I mean, yo, what if I just say Waterloo, Magiana, screw this. Yeah, what, what yeah, if I man. say Western? <laughs> yo, what are you looking for if you're looking to, uh, yeah, if you're looking, looking to, to party? Yeah, you know where it's at. I mean, wait, we what? have Warrior, even though, to be honest, I haven't been taking advantage of that very much. Wait, wait, you have what? We have Warrior right down the street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, Waterloo gets insane just because, like, Laurie is, like, right there. Um, but to be honest, no, school, school's great. Um, yeah. and I feel like it's what you make of it too. All right. So it seems like if we've come to one consensus, it is that all Ontario schools have their merits. So <laughs> thank you, Tylai, Daniel, and Ashwin for joining us on this episode of Unmasking COVID. It was great to hear a bit about how you've been staying healthy over the past few months. 
If any of you would like to join us on the show, please fill out the form available on our Facebook page. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.